Happy Sunday, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ask a Lawyer. I'm Kelly J. Lewis, and with me, as always, is Stephanie Hudson, Executive Director of Oklahoma Indian Legal Services. Hello, hello. Hi. Lots of craziness going on, but we shall start with this since right here in our home territory, and that is the casinos opening back up. My own Pawnee Nation opened up on Friday. Uh, The Shine and Arapahoe, they opened up on Friday. They had people lined up. Like it was, there were so many pictures of people just lined up. Mm-hmm. And I have there so are, many they questions. Looked out to, they were lined up out to the road to get in. Yeah. And so, are they limiting people in there? I mean, like, once you leave, you can't come back. You got to go get in the back of the line. Or, like, if you want to move machines. Like, I have a lot of questions. But yeah. one, of, one of the questions I have for you is, okay, so now we're open back up. And we had talked about this before, about a theor- about the theoretical, um, I guess, damages uh-huh. that a tribe could be uh, held responsible for if they get somebody yeah. sick or open up too soon. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about that when this first started and what could be the impact. But now we're here. Yeah. And so, I mean, it seems like a cluster shag to me because on one hand, you've got your employees that you have to keep safe. Then you've got to decide about your patrons and just, I don't know, what what would be the liability for for getting somebody sick? Yeah, I, I think that businesses do open themselves up to some type of liability, you know, of course, that that would also then be mitigated by the fact that the patron voluntarily chose to go in, go in there. So, you know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, a little bit different than, you know, if it were some type of essential service and uh, somebody was unknowingly exposing themselves to something, but, the, the, the there's a balance that goes on here with the business is exposing themselves to liability by knowingly taking temperatures of people by knowingly offering masks and, and such to customers that what the, what they're doing is they are acknowledging the fact that there is a danger that that exists there and that when they offer all of that then they're, they're saying that yes we know there's danger here but we're still inviting you in um but then on the other side, there's the consumer that, you know, they're, they're accepting the risk of going in there. Um, you know, as an attorney, that this, this is just a, a, a mess. It, 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 you know, this is the kind of stuff that, well, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, lawyers, they, they like. They can, uh, there's all sorts of uh, business that can be done here, you know, offering advice to businesses in terms of getting the proper insurance in order to shield them from, not shield them from liability, but the proper insurance to protect them, uh, offering advice on, you know, what should the businesses do? What should the businesses not do? Um, I think the, uh, 
primary guide that businesses should look towards in Oklahoma are what are the the rules that have been put out by the state of Oklahoma. And then that's where you come back to our the fun discussion that you and I always like to have, that tension that exists between tribal sovereignty and what the state uh, tells them to do. Um, the tribes are sovereign nations. They, you know, they can follow the rules. They can not follow the rules. Um, what I've seen with the casinos is that they are enforcing um, social distancing. They are limiting the number of people that are coming into the gaming facilities. Uh, they are cleaning down the machines. So they seem to be following what the guidelines are from the state of Oklahoma. Um, you know, whether they want to do less, whether they want to do more. I, I, I personally think that, you know, they, that it's up to the tribe to make those decisions about what they want to do. So, like I said, this is, this is just lots of work for attorneys. But there hasn't been any real relevant guidance from the federal level on anything. In fact, Trump made the CDC scale back and water down their requirements for reopening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, that, and that's... That's a lot of the problem that exists for states, for municipalities, for tribal governments is there is not a lot of guidance out there, period, as to what is the, the what, what are the proper protocols that are in place for businesses. Well, and so <laughs> it, it, it's like, well, go ahead and throw your doors open at the, you know, at the risk of all everybody's health and safety, but you can't come back on us and blame us for anything or lack of guidance because everybody knew the risk kind of thing. Even if, even if the information and the guidance was inadequate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That that's where I, you know, the, the, gaming facilities they really do need to work closely with an attorney in order to ensure that you know they they've got proper liability out there that insurance out there that they've you know counseled with not you know not just an attorney who uh, there's tribal business, but somebody, uh, an attorney who does, you know, insurance and and understands the overlay of tribal sovereignty op over everything like that. So, you know, the, in, in situations like this, the the tribes really do have to um, look, look for some expert guidance on what to do in these situations. Um, you know, I saw that post this morning about Lucky Star, uh, about them opening, and... One of one of you know, people were posting on the post about you know how could they do that how could the tribe do that you know they're exposing people to uh, danger with the COVID nineteen and my thought was is that you know this is such a difficult situation for the tribes they have to provide jobs for their employees that's one of the big things that 
tribes do in rural Oklahoma is they provide tribes for not just their tribal members, but they provide tribe they provide jobs for people all over the all over the counties where those gaming facilities are located. And you know everything that I've read says that there there is a possibility that we're not going to have a vaccine until next year. And, you know, we're, we're only five months into the year right now. So th- there's a possibility that it could be, you know, nine months, 12 months, 18 months before there's a vaccine that's going to allow us to get back to even partially what we were before March 11th. So, um and you know, my thought was is that tribal businesses can't stay closed that long. That you know, they they're just you know the those communities are going to be devastated. So there's just got to be a balance balance that that takes place, and um, it, it really comes comes down a lot to and, and you know I hate to hate to say this, it really comes down a lot to the uh, consumers is to you know look around at what's going on in the gaming facility. You know, if there's a line going out the door, I wouldn't stop there. I I would not stop there and go in. If there's not distancing that's going on in the, in there, I I wouldn't go in. But, you know, there's a lot of people who just believe that the COVID-19 is just, you know, no worse than the flu. Well, one of the things that we're seeing already on the local level, in fact, uh, Thomas and I talked about it on the show this last week is about an outbreak here at the Chickasha YMCA. And Mm -hmm. that's one of those places that it didn't seem like it shut down. Um, But now today when I drove by there, there's nobody out there. And there were always Mm -hmm. kind of cars out there. I don't know if they limited the number or whatever, but either way, now there's an outbreak. And, you know, it's like we, we always talk about this community and Southwest Oklahoma in general, last to close, first to open. And yeah, let's take that case in Bartlesville at the mm-hmm. nail salon there where they're having an outbreak. It's like you were open for two days and now everybody's got a quarantine for 14. This, right. this goes back to everything that we were saying is what what sense does it make to push to reopen if you're going to have to turn around in a day or two and completely yes. shut down for longer for and longer. have to exactly mm-hmm. right and, that, and oh go ahead yeah it's such a difficult time it's just difficult choices for businesses it's uh, difficult choices for consumers I, I think it's easier on consumers because there's just things you're just going to have to give up in life in order to be able to uh, see this, see the, see, see through this pandemic to get to the other side of the pandemic. But it's the business owners that are really suffering through all of this. Well, I don't know that I completely agree with that because we're mm-hmm. seeing judges take the sides of business owners, like in the case of that mm-hmm. lady in Dallas and her oh, ripping yeah. up those orders and the judge releasing her early after the after the Texas state governor and people like that intervened for her. I mean, mm-hmm. what does that tell business owners like that who really don't care about their clients or customers they just want to be open 
And so now yeah. the court says you can do that and mm-hmm. ignore all of the advice. Yeah. I I guess in my mind, I see it a little bit differently in terms of you do have those people out there who, you know, they, they just want to cause controversy and uh, defy a court order just uh, because they don't believe that the government should be telling them what to do. Um, I, I guess what, what I, you know, look at when I say that the businesses are suffering is that there are businesses that, you know, weren't able to get money from the stimulus. They weren't able to find a local bank who would work with them on the PPP loans. And, you know, they're not able to provide that income for their, for their employees. Those are the ones that are suffering. Now, you know, the lady in Dallas, I don't feel sorry for her. She's just, you know, (laughs) doing that to cause problems. Well, and again, that's and probably... she received stimulus money. She received stimulus money, and she had the money to stay closed. She that, was paid to close. That's my point. You know, that is my point. I mean, we're going on on a wing and a prayer. Just please let there be enough to pay these bills and pay my people. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. really, really, really mm-hmm. um, stressful. And then you hear about that. I didn't yeah. realize that she got stimulus money, but that yes. but those are the people who got it are the people that can yeah. afford to be closed and to pay their people mm-hmm. through the whole time. I mean, they're the ones right. that got it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, but, but the, you know, there there's businesses out there who did get stimulus money, who did get some of the uh, economic stimulus money, who did get the PPP loans. And, you know, businesses like that should you know, close down, but continue paying their, their employees, but there's not enough, uh, there's not enough of the small businesses who were able to take advantage of that. Just, you know, I've got my own views about big, big banks. And oh, so do <laughs> I. And you know what? We'll just leave those aside for now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't really yeah. have a lot of nice things to say. Yeah. But mm-hmm. on the other side of that, so let's talk about like the consumer side of all of this like pandemic and stuff. So I guess that's just the buyer beware, right? That's just, Hey, you you know, the risk of going out, even though we're encouraging you in every way that we possibly can to get out there and shop and spend money and support local businesses. Yeah. I I think it's, there's a difference between, the grocery stores and, you know, gas stations and, and stuff like that, where it's, you know, essential businesses, um, you know, they, they cannot stop allowing people to come in. People have to eat. People have to have gasoline for their vehicles and such. Um, but but other facilities, you know, entertainment facilities, uh, they don't necessarily have to be open. They, they really don't have to be open. And, and uh, people choose to go there. Um, you know, they don't have to go bowling. They don't have to go get their nails done. They don't have to, uh, you know, go uh, gamble. 
And when a person chooses to do that, I think that that that's their own risk. And that's where, yeah, yeah, I'm not an insurance attorney or anything, but you know, when it, one of the things about the law is, is that, you know, you, if, if there's a danger that exists, you have a duty to mitigate and not put yourself in that danger. And yeah, I, I can see insurance companies trying to deny claims that somebody was harmed by COVID when they went into a business by saying, you know, I say the see the insurance trying to say, well, you didn't have to go gambling, you didn't have to do that. But whereas with a grocery store, you know, if, if somebody gets it in there, you know, well, people have to shop. But then, you know. Um, with the grocery store, you know, they may say that, you know, they, they have to be open. So there's just so many, so many areas that have not been explored in all of this. And I think when it all shakes down, <laughs> you're going to see those ads on TV. Were you harmed by going into a beauty salon and uh, were you harmed by COVID? <laughs> <laughs> Call Stephanie Hudson. Okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Class action lawsuit, people. Okay, but 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 in all seriousness, let's talk about the employees. Let's talk about yeah. the unemployment issue and these employees who are being forced to go back to work mm-hmm. or lose their job and their unemployment benefits because they can work in an unsafe environment. You know, I mean, what is their kind of recourse? For, for employees and them losing their jobs or even being threatened to lose their jobs. I mean, how can you even really say hostile work environment at that point? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And that that's right there. That's another one of those difficult questions is you know, people, people need to be able to make a living. The, the, there is so many issues right now with the Oklahoma unemployment system. People cannot get through. Uh, the website uh, gets jammed up. Their computers are from the 1980s and cannot process the unemployment. So there's so many people that are out there right now who qualify for unemployment and they haven't even been able to get unemployment. And now that there's businesses that are starting to open up, you know, they're, you know, they, they have to go back to work in order to be able to pay rent, to be able to make car payments, to be able to pay insurance and stuff. Um, you know, I, businesses have to do everything possible in order to protect their employees. Um, th- that That's just an expense that, that is just going to be part of the business expense is, you know, they're, they're going to have to provide uh, PPE, personal protective equipment, and masks and gloves and face shields and provide uh, washing stations, more places to wash hands, provide soap, provide hand sanitizer and such. And, you know, em- employers are have to provide that if they want to run a business. And, you know, um, th- they've got to make every effort possible in order to protect their employees. They, they need to, you know, train their employees on how to social distance, how to uh, how to 
you know, interact with their customers in a way that doesn't put the employees at danger. I, I think that, you know, there you do have some uh, risk as an employer. Well, and for the employees who just have to kind of suck it up, you know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah. I got, you know, at-risk people in my home, and I really mm-hmm. don't feel like I should go back. Well, you have to go back or you're going to lose your job because I've got yeah. 40 other yeah. people who are willing to come in. Unfortunately, that's the that's the situation that exists right now. And the unemployment rate rules don't necessarily provide that you can be unemployed necessarily by choice just because you're afraid of being uh, infected by COVID-19. I, you know, as far as I read the, the law with the unemployment is, you know, the, the rules are real similar as, as they were before. There, you know, there's extra, uh, there's extra payments until July. Um, they're, they're a little bit more lax on, you know, the requirement to provide additional employees that employers that you've looked at and such. But, you know, the, the rule is, is that you have to have been let go and, you know, that there's no job for you out there. So, you know, it's a lot of these systemic problems. A lot of these, you know, real systemic problems with the unemployment system. It's just very complicated and Mm -hmm. difficult especially when you're a worker just trying to do what's best for your family but know that well gosh I'm gonna have to go back to work and expose myself to these people and just like casinos a lot of the people that are in line are the people who have the disposable income to sit and wait it out you're not gonna see a lot of the people who are you know living paycheck to paycheck like that Mm -hmm. right now so there's, no, there's uh-uh. a certain type of customer that's going to be going into these casinos mm-hmm. and, you know, mobile people who are mobile, it can go out and really expose them, not really expose them, expose, you know, the, the, the health issues <laughs> yes, <laughs> to, yes. to, no, to more they, people potentially. Yeah. They're out in the public a little bit more. And, you know, they're, like you said, they've been sitting home for, six weeks or nine weeks and uh you know they're ready to get out if the casinos are open you know they, they've probably been in stores and uh you know exposing themselves to other people i i, I just really am worried that with, with businesses opening up in this way that you're going to see more outbreaks in, in indian country in indian country because that's where these gaming facilities are and that's who the employers that's who the employees are and, you know, it, it really is. It's just a catch-22 because the employees, they need these jobs. This is where the jobs are. And the customer base are people that are more likely probably to um, to have active cases of COVID. And, and really, how do we know that? Because now we're starting to find out that the tests that we do have – um, are giving us false positives, false negatives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really know that we can count on, we knew that we couldn't count on the statistics. Now we don't even know if we can count on the tests themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, what what I would I really do encourage our listeners. You know, our listeners are tribal members. I really do encourage our you know tribal members, if at all possible, if there's other employment at um, you know uh, uh, some place where you have less exposure to the public. Uh, to seek out that type of employment. If if you don't have that, then, you know, uh, make sure that your employee provides you, your employer provides you with protective equipment. Make sure that they provide you with a mask. Make sure that they provide you with the opportunity to wash your hands on a regular basis. That's one of the most important things is being able to uh, get to a, get to a bathroom and wash your hands and so the employers are going to have to provide more breaks to their employees to make sure that their hands are getting washed they're going to have to you know provide uh, opportunities for the employees to have breaks in order to get away from the from the the people and such and you know like I said train the employees make sure that your employer trains you in how to you know, social distance away from the consumers. And I would also encourage, you know, our, our tribal members, you know, if you're, if you're a, in the vulnerable population and the vulnerable, po- vulnerable population right now appears to be people over 65. Um, one of our attorneys attended a uh, meeting yesterday with other organizations that provide disaster services and one of the statistics that they gave out was that um, people 65 and older who contract COVID uh, in Oklahoma the death rate is 17 percent for people over 65 who contract COVID so that's I know that's a that's something you don't see on the crawler on the news no no no, you know, this is, you know, this is uh, somebody who's, you know, involved in gathering statistics like this. And, uh, you know, the the PR machine for the state, they choose what they want to list. So, you know, we've really got to protect our our elders because this is this is dangerous. And so. And, you know, if you're an employee, make sure that your employer shows you how to um, how to make sure that you prepare to walk into your house. So many of our tribal members, they live with elders. Uh, there's multi-generations that live in houses. And, you know, if you're somebody who's working out in the in the gaming facilities or working at, you know, places where you're in contact with the with the public, make sure that your employer tells you how to prepare yourself to enter your house. You know, there, there's ways that you do that. You know, you leave your personal protective equipment outside, you take your shoes off, you undress in the garage, you put your clothes immediately into the washing machine, you go in straight in and you take a shower, but you, you know, you, you can't just walk in to your house with your grandmother in there and go give her a hug. You, you've got to, you've got to go through a whole procedure to, to, you know, uh, to ensure that you're not bringing something into the house. 
it's going to be really interesting to see if we start seeing an increase in the number of COVID cases in these communities where these casinos are. We're going yeah. to make sure that we keep an eye on that um, because we are already starting to see an increase in cases regardless of what any of the official uh, agencies want us to know. We're, we're just seeing it with our own eyes and understanding yeah. it in our different communities is like, hey, I haven't seen not one thing about Chickasha YMCA like that, like on the big news. But, you know, it's just one place out of many here in Oklahoma that didn't adhere to any kind of guidelines, obviously. And now there's a bunch of people sick. Mm-hmm. And so there's, who's there's more and more. There's more and more little hot spots that are starting to arise. You know, yesterday I saw that in Duncan, uh, one of the churches, that there there was a child who had uh, who's tested positive in one of their daycares. So now that daycare is shut down. Uh, Comanche County Jail. Um, there's an outbreak going on in the Comanche County Jail. There, the Bartlesville incident, and um, like you said, the Chickasha YWCA or YMCA. That you know, it's going to happen like that, and in, in you know, little little groups of community members, and, and then it, it just yeah. spreads. Yeah, and the community members that just have flat out refused, the ones who are depending on their faith to keep them safe, are the ones that are, you know either coming down with it or being asymptomatic or the everybody around them is coming down with COVID. So whatever yeah. you're doing mm-hmm. out there, be safe, wash your darn hands and wear wash your mask. Your hands. <laughs> wash <God>. your hands. <laughs> wear your mask. It's for everybody else. It's not for you. Do what I do and make it a fashion statement. That's right. That's exactly right. That's 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 the way to look at it. But thank you so much for (laughs) tuning in. Uh, Don't forget if you missed any of our past episodes, you can catch up with those wherever you get your podcasts. And each and every week, we'll answer your questions right here. I'm Kelly J. Lewis with Stephanie Hudson, Executive Director of Oklahoma Indian Legal Services. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Have a great Sunday.